Okay, my friends, you will have to hold on to your yoga pants, hitch those babies up high because I have an incredible guest for episode 113 of the True to You podcast. Her name is Joy Lee Ruggiero also known as Live Joyfully. She is a celebrity trainer who was raised on the beautiful island of Maui, yes, Hawaii, and began her training in kundalini yoga, dance and music at a very early age, which is super cool. Having come into the world of kundalini yoga in my 30s, really in my mid-30s, I couldn't imagine what it would be like growing up with some of these teachings and now her work infusing those teachings into her work into a in a very unique product which you're going to hear about after a decade of working with some of the top names in the boutique fitness industry in New York City she manifested a move to Los Angeles and manifestation is a big part of this conversation so if that's something you're interested in then Stay tuned because we talk a lot about the ins and outs of manifestation. But in this move to Los Angeles, she started to become disenchanted with the superficial nature of the fitness industry, which I'm sure many of us probably could relate to listening to this, looking for our own unique path, the type of workout, the type of training, the type of yoga, fitness that aligns with really who we are. There's so many options out there these days, but you know, there's a lot of like (laughs) superficial uh, images that we can also attach to through that industry. She has a masterful knowledge of the human kinetic chain and draws on her spiritual upbringing to empower her clients to become deeply mindful of their bodies and how they relate to the world, thereby creating long-lasting change and definitive change physically, mentally, and emotionally. I am very excited to introduce you to this week's guest for episode 113. Her name is Joy Lee Ruggiero, and this is the True to You podcast. Welcome to the True to You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome, Joy, to the True to You podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And I was just having a great conversation with Joy about all the creative things that she's doing with her business. So you might get a little little insight into what's coming down the pipeline at the end of the call. But the reason why I wanted to have Joy on here is, is one that she's extremely creative in the way that she's pulling her offers together with her business 
And I'm sure you, you always have been creative, but I feel like sometimes when it's our own thing, we truly get this full license <laughs> to just create. And I think it's really cool because I haven't had a, a heap of people on here that are in the fitness industry, even though in my work, I do, we do work with people in, in fitness and wellness, but you have quite a unique offering. So I really wanted the people to hear this. And I know have a, a lot, I have a lot of women in this audience that very much are in tune with a lot of things you're talking about. So I'm very, very excited. But before we get into the details of what you're doing now. Let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, I know Joy through the Kundalini world, which if anybody is not in the Kundalini world yet, you have to get in it because you meet the coolest people, especially through Rama and she is one of them. And um, so, you know, I've stalked Joy for a long time on Instagram and occasionally I'll um, comment on things, but you grew up practicing kundalini through your mother so why don't you go back as far as you want to go before life before LA and being a celebrity trainer and all of that amazing stuff yeah wow so as far back as I want to go I feel like kundalini has been in my life for many lifetimes I, I feel like anybody who's had like sort of a genuine um experience with that practice and that lineage um comes to it and says the same like I've done this before I've heard these mantras before um so I was very fortunate to um to be exposed to it from from the womb from birth uh to uh with my mother who's been practicing since the 70s since you know since kundalini found its way to the west and um so I always had that as sort of my backbone to how I approached movement. And as a kid, I was, you know, I was into it. I loved it. But what ended up happening when I got to be, you know, like a sassy teenager who was too <laughs> cool for school, I sort of, I sort of turned away from it because I was like, oh, that's my mom's thing. You know, it's weird. You got to like breathe weird. And like, I don't want anyone to see me doing this. And Kundalini is still kind of a little bit on the fringe I feel like it's more acceptable now but you know especially back then it's like totally weird to see people doing practicing kundalini yoga so I pushed it away for quite a while and um, I turned my focus uh, towards my aspirations as a dancer I really wanted to dance and dance was always my creative outlet I do I believe that everyone uh, you know has some way shape or form that they are creative, that they are co-creative, that they are creating. And dance was that for me, moving my body in space uh, relative to other bodies, moving in harmony and synchrony, synchrony gave me, uh, it, it, it gave me a feeling of connectedness that I, that I liken to a spirituality. Um, but it wouldn't be until um, rediscovering my, uh, roots in kundalini yoga and rediscovering my you know my own spiritual upbringing that i could make that connection so i spent most of my you know uh teen years high school years into my early 20s just focusing on on dance and thinking that you know i was going to dance on broadway and all of that that ended up not being my path but i i sort of fell into fitness as 
a way to continue to move my body in these creative ways in this creative spaces and spark inspiration and joy in other people uh, and and you know have a career have what I thought could be a, a legitimate career so it wasn't like I said until sort of rediscovering kundalini yoga as a daily devotional practice and spiritual practice uh, and really diving deep into the teachings, not only the more esoteric teachings, but also the very bare bones, like physicality teachings of Kundalini yoga, that I started to make the connections and say, wow, okay, when I'm experiencing this uh, during my workout, actually, this has a very profound teaching attached to it in the yogic uh, sort of canon. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. <laughs> that, that's kind of how I, that's where I come from. That's how I started. That's super interesting. I think it's always funny, isn't it? With our mothers. I'm just going to touch on this for a second. How We get particularly, I'm, I'm 39, I'll be 40 this year. And we get to that point in our life where we go, damn, she was right about some things. Like, Oh my God, that's exactly <laughs> it. I, I have that smack me in the face yeah. every other day. Literally, I'm like, man, my mom was right again. <laughs> I'm sure motherhood is, is a great mirror for that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait for my son to finally admit that I'm right about everything. That I'm yes, <laughs> yes. It might take till he's in his 30s, but you know. Yeah, we'll, he will. We'll exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So one thing I understand is that, that you know, in Kundalini Yoga and in a lot of spiritual teachings, there's this element of manifestation and being able to certainly create a life that you want based on your capacity to hold a vision and then take action on that vision. I'm, I'm quite practical when I think about manifestation, but I know there's, there's such a broad range of approaches to this as well, but something really cool that I picked up from your website and doing a little bit of uh, digging around was that you mentioned that you manifested a move across the US. So you were originally, you grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. And then somehow you ended up in New York or on the East coast. Yes, is that right? exactly. Correct. So I did. I, so actually my story is just, I've popped around to all so many different places. I was actually born, uh, in Canada. Um, and then we moved to Hawaii when I was a kid. So Hawaii is really like, you know, that's where my blood, sweat and tears of like the pains of adolescence are. So that's yeah. my home. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Hawaii and like most, you know, young adults do when I got to be about an age that I thought, you know, I was way too cool for school. I decided that I needed to move to exactly the farthest point away from my family and my home that I could go. And that was New York city. And so, yeah, that was where actually I started working in the fitness industry. And that's where I started, um, sort of growing my, my, uh, my chops or, or, you know, honing my chops as a, as a fitness trainer. <laughs> and um yeah sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say like growing a reputation in a fashion and and it's in many industries but I imagine in the wellness scene in somewhere like New York or in LA and you've lived in both which is incredible 
could be kind of challenging. Like what was that experience like for you? And coming from like, there's a lot of, a lot of realism about the Kundalini yoga scene, even though it can be a little bit esoteric and, and sometimes people get a bit new age with it, but I also think there's a real, real, real approach to it. So when you landed in from Hawaii into New York city, and then you were like, building a reputation and rising up in the fitness industry. How was that? What was that like? Gosh, that was another life. That's really the best way to, to personify it because I was in my early twenties, you know, I had all the energy in the world to trek, you know, myself on the subway and the trains and New York city for anyone who has who has been there or who lives there is such a vortex. It's got so much energy. And when you are in it, um, you know, you're just, you're just going, you just go, <laughs> you just turn yourself on and go. And there's really no, like, there wasn't, at least for me, there wasn't a lot of self-reflection. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, daily practice, but there was a lot of, of, of need or something grounding mm. and something that I could grow with. Uh, I was burning myself out with how hard I was working. I loved my job. I adored my job. I got to work with some of the most influential people, you know, in the Western world. I got to travel with my clients to places I would have never been able to go. It was fantastic career for uh, me at that time with, you know, with the tools that I had. But I, I didn't have a lot of room for this kind of work. I didn't have a lot of time for, like I said, self-reflection and really uh, getting clear on what I wanted and what I wanted to offer and the gifts that I had to offer. And so, like I said, as much as I loved that job, it got to a point where I was like, there has to be something else. <laughs> there has to be something else. And I feel like that's sort of the, 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 the common refrain of a, like a coming of age story. It's like, there has to be more than this, right? Even though it was amazing. There's like, there's some part of the puzzle that I'm missing. And I knew intuitively that it was, it was something deeper and more spiritual, but I just wasn't at a place yet where I was able to really accept that and look at that and, and, and see that for what it was. So the, the progress of me sort of finding the deeper meaning in my work really um, started with that move to LA. There was something about uh, moving my physical location mm -hmm. that I knew would inspire me, would infuse me with energy, would give me something. I, I didn't know that I was looking for uh, what I was looking for. I, I didn't know what, what I was looking for at all. All that I knew was that there was something else waiting for me. And so what I started to do was I would take all of the tools that I had learned up till that point in manifestation and visualization and, um, you know, acting as if, you know, I think that's a, that's a pretty common like phrase in the manifestation sort of vernacular. Um, and I would start to visualize myself warm on a beach, <laughs> you know, uh, expressing my, my, my highest truth. And it, it, it ended up culminating in this move to LA, which was, I, I didn't have 
anything waiting for me in LA at, at the time that I decided to go. The job that I was working out just happened to then open a new brand new location in LA. And I was invited to move to LA to essentially help open that uh, branch. Uh, I Nothing was in place for me until I made the decision that that was going to be what what was going to feed my soul. That was going to be what I needed to do. So getting to LA was just, it was, it was so magical. And it was such proof to me that our desires really are worthy of our, of our devotion, because they're coming from the truest desires are coming from a place other than our ego, right? They're coming from a place other than just, oh, I should have this and I should be that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's coming from something deeper. I didn't know why I needed to be in LA, but once I got here, it was very clear. I met my husband very quickly. We have two beautiful boys now. Uh, and, and here I am, you know, on the, on the course of building something that I really, really, really love. And, and, and can feel devoted to and connected to. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. And, and so many business owners will hear that. And I think take a moment just to realize why they are creating what they're creating. And so thank you for articulating that. And for sharing that story, because that's really, really cool. And I love how it also started with some some really simple little visualizations like you said visualizing yourself on the beach and repeatedly visualizing that and so it can be like little moments it doesn't have to be I guess this full vision of all of the bits mapped out but there was little threads that you were kind of pulling on and that was oh absolutely absolutely and I think that that's part of part of my um, sort of driving force in, in what I do with my clients and, and in fitness is that all of those little things about your workout, like I was saying this in class today, you know, after your workout, typically most people feel a little better than they did when they started. Right. And there's just like this energy and you feel good and, you know, all the endorphins and all of that is, is wonderful. And, and that's, um, you know, that's all well and good. But if we really think about it, you went from one state to a higher vibrational state. That's incredible. Like just, just going from before your workout to after your workout and mapping how you felt before and how you feel after. If you feel even just one rung up the ladder better than you did, that's incredible. And that should be, that should be uh, you know, more than just like a, oh, you know, a, a side benefit of your workout. No, that that's the kind of power we're talking about when we're talking about co-creation and manifestation. You just did it. You just made yourself feel a little bit better than you did before. And that's the whole, that's the whole secret <laughs> that, you know, that that's the whole magic. And we kind of write it off like, oh yeah, you know, my workout makes me feel better. No, that's something you can really, really use. That's, that's a miracle right? Yes. Yes. That's such a, such a cool way of looking at it. I know a few of the women that we coach with, they, 
they're going to love that because it just takes their work to a next level. So I'm going to be sending this episode directly to them and saying, listen to this. This is really cool. And I think think you're really going to get that when you talk about that and and maybe it offers something as well for for them and their clients but one thing I think is really interesting as well is that you've shifted your your business model so you were working for other people and I'm guessing then you or you're a combination of working for yourself and your own clients and working for other people and now you have your own brand and that's just what you're focused on the live joyfully brand So how did that feel to let go of all of that status that came with, I mean, you probably can't really even talk about the people that you work with, which is like the flip side of working with really famous people is that you can't talk about it, but let's just say that you did. And now you're creating your own thing and it's, it's you and, and um, you get to determine who you work with and the types of clients. And what was that like? Yeah. Because I think, It'll be hard. I, I just to share with you, I don't know if you know, but I worked in very high end architecture for a long time and letting go of that part of me and that status was actually a little bit painful for a while. So I'm interested to hear your experience of that. Absolutely. Wow. I think that there, to be honest, there's not even one moment that I can pinpoint as like, the shift, you know, when I stopped working, um, I've been, I had, like I mentioned, I had been working in boutique fitness for quite a while and working for other people and working with the best and the brightest, you know, in that space. And through all of that, through all of what I knew I was doing, uh, there was still that element of something's missing, right? Like I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, like I was so grateful for my career up until, you know, up until today, I'm so grateful for my, my entire career, but I think it was all, even, even in the height of it, even in the, um, you know, in the glory days, let's say (laughs) there was still that aspect of, wow, something's missing. And so it wasn't until, and to be fair, like this whole process of building a brand that's, essentially yourself sharing Mm. yourself and your heart and 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 your creations with the world is super scary like I I think that if there was one word or like one thing to like some of that question it's exactly that like you know I I didn't really feel sad to let go of 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 what I had let go of, but I definitely felt the fear and continue to feel the fear of like, can I share my whole truth? Can I share my whole story? Can I share my whole self? Because I mean, as you know, like there's really no other way to do it. Like if you're not going to be authentic at sharing yourself, then you're not going to, you know, you're not going to influence anyone. You're not going to really, you know, land with anyone. But I think for me, it's, it's a constant process of, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm okay. Just as I am, I I do have something of value to share. And all of my experience up to this point is, is sort of adding to that. It's, it's, it's my own personal mosaic, right? Like every single piece of me that I wish I could have 
uh, you know, kept doing that, or I wish I, you know, if I had, you know, stayed with this company or, you know, whatever, all of that is just part of who I am now and, and what I choose to offer now. And I will say actually, um, because you mentioned my, you know, my name, it took me until this month to use my own name. I had, you know, I had toiled with another name. I had thought about calling it this. I, I, I chose a different brand name for quite a while and was working with that as I was building it. And it was literally this month <laughs> that I said, let's keep it simple. <laughs> let's use my name, Joy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's, and that's um, sometimes the the clincher, isn't it? That moment where you go, okay, I've really, I've radically accepted myself. And we, it's funny because we think, oh, my name, you know, I use it all the time. People use it to refer to me. But then suddenly when your name is the brand, <laughs> it feels like, oh gosh, I can't hide behind something else anymore. And I need totally. to really celebrate myself too. Totally. And that's exactly the process. That's exactly the, the process that I've been going through for, you know, since my career started and up until now, and will continue to, you know, to go through this process of this self acceptance and this self love of, you know, I, I have something, I have something cool to offer. And yeah. I hope somebody out there likes it. <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't matter if they don't. shoulders. Um, one thing when I was looking into your, so one of your products, your core product at the moment is manifestation workout. That's correct. Yep. Yep. And then you have a couple of other things and we, you know, then we can talk a little bit about what's, what's to come, but you have this really interesting philosophy behind or, or kind of a framework that you use because, the manifestation workout is something that combines two things that we may not normally put together. And I think you're creating something really kick-ass and unique just in that. And, you know, I think for anyone, and you're very, you're very confident in speaking about it, but sometimes to bring two less conventional things together into something, which now that you've explained it, I'm like, okay, this totally makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, from the outside, people might think, oh, is this more yoga or is it? So why don't you just share with us what the manifestation workout is? Um, and you have this thing called the God Force or, or God, <laughs> which is an acronym that, that we also use in Kundalini as well, but it really underpins. It's like a framework I, I, from what I can see. So why don't you tell us what the manifestation workout is and then, and, and maybe a little about this framework that you use. Absolutely. So basically the manifestation workout is exactly the formula that I followed <laughs> <laughs> and continue to follow in order to co-create uh, with the universe. And I do want to preface this, and I do talk about this a lot in the membership, um, because the manifestation workout, it, it's a catchy name, you know, mm. manifestation is such a like catchy word and everybody, you know, likes to talk about it and blah, 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 blah. Um, but really what the root of it is, is co-creating and manifesting is not about 
getting the things that we want and, you know, um, having all of the experiences that we want and, uh, you know, getting everything all the time, going our way all the time. Manifestation really is an embodied practice of being in harmony, vibrating in harmony and being in unison with your truest self. You might call that your soul. You might call that your authentic self. You might call that many, many names because what your soul wants, what your soul is projecting for you is going to come through to you in, in those kind of like soul whispers, like move to LA, (laughs) like, you know, whatever the thing, start that business or, you know, stay home today or whatever it is. So the manifestation workout is really just a way for us to intuit and understand and have an experience, a physical experience of that property of, of, of finding your truest self and your purpose. Because all of us, if you're listening to this podcast, very likely that you are a human being <laughs> with a human body. And it is through this vehicle, the body, that we can understand and interpret and have an experience of all of the joys of human existence, in- including manifestation, including love, including uh, creating businesses and children and, and all of these joys and pains that make us human. So it's through the yogic teachings that I really discovered all of those things that are sort of magical and mystical about human existence, all of those things boil down to the functionality of your physiological body, of this Mm. physical body. Your intuition is a function of your Mm. physical body. Your ability to manifest and co-create is a function of your physicality. It's your vibration, right? When we're talking about um, in Kundalini yoga terms, we're really talking about like the baseline vibration. That is a function of your physicality. So really all that we're doing is we're exploring we're exploring that for ourselves and really getting to know that for ourselves. And what ends up happening is you end up becoming very radiant and magnetic. (laughs) So you end up manifesting things that you want, but it's really not, it's really not about that. If that makes sense. Mm, mm, Totally, totally. And I think that's a really cool way to put it because most people can relate to their physical body. I think of all the 10 bodies that we talk about in Kundalini yoga, that's the one that most people will, we, we can touch it, we can feel it. And the way that you use it as a vehicle is incredible because I just, I totally hadn't put the two together, but it, it completely makes sense now. It's so cool. It's so cool. And I love how passionate you are about and clear, passionate and clear you are about talking about this. And I think that's come through lived experience. And I guess a side note for anyone that's looking to create something that is a little of your own uh, creating, that's, you know, not something that's exactly out there right now you need to have had that lived experience because the way that joy speaks about it is it's coming from like a much deeper place than something that she's just read in a book and repeating. (laughs) So I love that. Like the, the way that, and 
gosh, okay, I'm going to get a little businessy for a second. I hope you don't mind. But in terms of like your capacity, you know, to to stand behind your product and how it works and that it gets results, you're you're a living proof of the results, which is great. So, you know, as you lean into the sales and things like that more and more and more, that should feel easier. I don't, I'm interested to know, like I'm just going to go on a tangent for a second. Yeah, you you appear to be very um, sold on your own product. <laughs> and so you. when you went to actually start sharing it, it was end of last year. Is that right? Or kind of mid last year when you, yeah, it was Gosh, around. It was October was the yeah. first month. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ha- yeah. How was that? I mean, it's not, not easy the first time, but did you have? Yeah. The well, I will say, I will say that this a container that I'm calling the manifestation workout. It started 10 years ago yeah. when I was, you know, trying to find my way to LA and find my way to the life that I have now. Uh, and it was in that process that it was really like, okay, so what can I do right now? I have to teach, I have to teach cardio right now. I don't <laughs> feel good right now. <laughs> like, how can I, how can I create this experience, this physical experience that I'm having in my life in New York, and how can I sort of make it better? I I feel like that's not the right word. How can I apply it into something that is useful to me? Mm -hmm. And that's really the cornerstone when we're talking about, you know, Kundalini yoga, when we're talking about fitness, when we're talking about you know, staying power, when we're talking about creating and manifesting and co-creating and and calling something in that's not yet in your physical existence, we're talking about being able to take something and alchemize it into something else. Mm. We're talking about being able to take an energy and, and maximize it for your highest good and for positive potential. And that's really all that I was doing. So to answer your question, it took me a decade of trial and error of, okay, let's see if I apply, you know, this thought or this mantra or whatever, you know, can I create a space where I am allowing for all of the joys and pains of life. I'm allowing for the, you know, the polarities of the goods, the bads, the ups and downs, and through it all, I can be okay, I can be whole, and I can and not only be okay, I can thrive, I can make it work for me. That That's really the piece of it that, that for me is where the conviction comes because it, it, it's, it has to be, you have to be a whole human being, no matter what. You have to have a relationship. I mean, the yogic term is, you have to have a relationship with your totality. That's all parts of you not just, you know, the part of you that's, I feel like I'm totally going on a tangent now. You (laughs) you totally got me going. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Um, I think that's really key. What you said there is that even though what, what we might see on the outside is something that appears fully formed and, uh, wow, she's created this thing and look at it. It's like all put together and packaged and that. But like you said, it's been 10 years of experimenting and seeing how, because you also have dance element to your work as well. Like it's it's dance and Kundalini yoga, isn't it? So Yes, exactly. And yeah. I just realized actually to answer your question, because you did ask 
specifically about the formula, which I'm happy to share. Um, So, you know, when we're talking about manifestation, there's, there's so many amazing thought leaders and, and uh, teachers and practices. And it's really just about finding the practice that works for you, if that's something that you're interested in, in experimenting with. For me, uh, you know, all of the teachings around manifestation that I received were somehow in either the, you know, the canon of kundalini yoga, or, you know, the more, I mean, I feel like new age is kind of like a bad term these days. I don't know yeah. if, I, if that's the right word, but you know, the, 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 the mainstay classics of, of the teachings of, you know, law of attraction and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So my, you know, my whole uh, study on those points come from, from, from those two sort of traditions and those two um, languages. So what I know to be true in my experience of co-creating and manifesting is this process of generating, organizing, and delivering. And that's what we call it in the Kundalini Yoga mm. vernacular, as you know. Um, and that's what you mentioned, this God, this G-O-D uh, force. So the first step is always getting really clear on what you want. And like I said before, what you want is what the universe wants. So really, it's not like you sitting down figuring out what you want. It's you opening up the channels of energy so that you can receive the very clear answer and clarity of what is for you. And that usually takes the form of some desire that that's something that you want, right? So the first step in the process is kind of almost like a a self-hypnosis or a self-meditation. And we use more rhythmic movements in order for you to be able to sort of sense your body and time and space uh, so that you can really listen, really, really listen to what's what your body's trying to tell you and all of the information that you're getting from the outside world uh, and the inside world to be able to sort of, you know, set your compass towards something that's true to you. The next phase, the next step in manifestation is, is acting towards that goal in some way, shape or form. You know, we have to apply ourselves. It's not enough to just sit down and chant all the the prosperity mantras if you want to get money like you have you have to work you have to put yourself in you know in a forward momentum and so we use movements that are very applied and very specific and very uh they they draw out the the part of you that has staying power that can my teacher always said that can hold the pose mm-hmm. long enough for the universe to catch up Right. So, but all the while you need to be willing and flexible to never know how it's going to (laughs) happen. So it's that perfect balance of the polarity of strength and flexibility, right? So we're using movements that allow you to have an experience of that. The last phase is my absolute favorite. It's the delivering or also otherwise known as the destroying phase, but we call it the delivering phase. That's where you get to feel utter joy and gratitude for it already being a part of your reality. And that includes feeling like you deserve it. That includes feeling like it, it, it's so naturally and effortlessly a part of you that you can just kind of relax. You can relax into this joy. You can give yourself permission to feel how you think having that thing will make you feel. 
now. You can feel it now. And we do that with the dance cardio piece. And dance cardio is, for me, dance cardio is my religion. Like yeah. if I'm going to use the R word, dance cardio is it. <laughs> <laughs> because you can create within just minutes, you can create the physiological approximation of joy, of gratitude, of excitement. And that energy is so potent and powerful and it will work for you in time and space. So if you can just find that, like we said at the beginning, if we could just find that just for an instant, just for an instant, if you can match your body, your speech and your mind all present in the same direction of your purpose and your soul and your truest self's desires, then, you know, that's the best of being human, right? That's the best of this life. Oh, woman, you, you've sold me. You, 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 (laughs) you have sold me. And I'm pretty sure that everybody's going to be like, who is this woman? I need her in my life right now. So yeah, get on it people. Uh, (laughs) But one, one thing I want to just go back to a couple of questions ago, you talked about being more radiant and magnetic and obviously that magnetism, having that air and that energy about you is what really brings the things into your life. So radiant body is one of the 10 bodies that we talk about. We're not going to go too too deep into a Kundalini lesson, but this idea of radiance, even just that word, I think it's one of those words. I don't know what the, the term is, but where you say it and there's you almost see that white light around someone. You see mm. that uh, that sparkly filter from Instagram. <laughs> you're like, yes. she's, she's, do you know what I mean? You know, that sparkly, yes. you're spark- it's like I she's got filter. radiance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to fake it with a filter. You actually got it, you know, and people can feel it and they can see it. So what, I mean, maybe give us a little like 101 on the radiant body and why you tap into helping us create that through your work. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you asked this question um, because it really made me think. Um, And it's kind of, you know, along the same theme of what we've been talking about. I, I believe that you're here to help anyone who's listening to this you're here to help an earlier version of you right like there's something you need to teach the class that you want or that you needed to Mm. take you need to create the art that you needed to see right and so for me the radiant body truly is it's 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 such a beacon and it's such a calling because it's the thing that I know I needed. It's the thing, Mm -hmm. it was the piece that I know that I needed to really connect to. So as you mentioned, totally, total crash course 101 in Kundalini yoga, it's taught that we have 10 bodies. The 10th is your so-called radiant body. And what the radiant body is, it's your self-sovereignty. It's your, it's you, it's your kingliness or your queenliness. It's your, it's, it's a very regal energy. And what happens with the radiant body is it's, it's kind of an all or nothing energy. And it's, it's the one and the zero. So people with strong radiant body placements and everybody has, you know, an, a radiant body, but specifically if you have a strong radiant body placement, like a 10 in your numerology, you're going to tend to this 
all or nothing attitude. If I'm not number one, I'm zero, I'm nothing, I'm, I'm incomplete, I'm not worthy, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it is that holding of this pose of self-sovereignty, self-authority, and, and quite frankly, like, you know, it's rock star vibes. Like I'm, I'm awesome. I know I'm awesome, but I'm coming to it from a very humble place. That's the energy of the radiant body. Like I can be totally awesome and totally magnetic and totally in my element, giving the most, you know, up on stage for lack of a better word, very, you know, just so seen, I can be so seen and still have this attitude of service and still have this attitude of being humble that that's such a magnetic energy it's so it's so it just draws you in and the piece about the radiant body that I the way that I kind of interpret it or the way that I experience it uh you know in this process is it's like your beacon you turn on this light so that all of the things that are meant for you can find you. How are they going to know where you are if you're not, if you don't have your beacon on? <laughs> that's your radiant body. It's your beacon. Oh, that's such a good, that's such a good way of explaining it. And I hadn't heard it explained like that before. So thank you for that because it makes total sense. And, and you use the practice to cultivate that radiance. It's not, uh, which is a byproduct of the practice, but it's knowing that you have to show up with that everywhere all the time. I mean, look, there's exceptions, but as often as you can, you are presenting that to the universe, like you said, because if you're you know, crying under the sheets every single day, it's going to be hard for the universe to like connect with you on that deeper level or for people to come into your life. They're not going to just knock on the door. (laughs) Although like that that would be nice for some of us that we were so bloody magnetic that they just, you know, they just came. They just come beating down the door. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm yet to meet that person, but um, I think that's a really cool way to put it because we think that we can just turn this thing on and and it should all just happen, you know. But um, right. but tuning that radiant body is something that we need to do regularly. So, in terms Absolutely. of it's a practice, practice, just like anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So practically what's a couple of things or one thing that you you do even in your own life to turn that dial on that radiant body well dance has been and will continue to be the the thing that lights me up the most you know i i feel the most at home when i'm dancing and when i'm sweating and actually it's funny cuz like they they laugh at me in in the in the membership my tagline is um sweat is my love language <laughs> and quite literally like when you're sweating you look you're like glistening like you're more radiant when you're sweating so to answer your question yeah I turn that on with my sweat (laughs) that's how I know that I'm radiant when I'm sweating when there's beads of sweat dripping from my forehead 
but I think that practically, you know, for anyone listening to this, uh, the radiant body can be built very simply with commitment. Mm. And that's really, that's really the word. So it doesn't matter what you're doing necessarily, so long as you are uplifted by it, you feel connected to it, and you're consistent with it. Mm, mm, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I imagine there's a whole other side to this. I know Guru Jagat used to speak about this, that people can have be born with or have built very quickly a, a strong radiant body through something that they do in their life. But then you also have to have the capacity to hold it because without the nervous system looking after ourselves it's kind of like you can't have a light on without it heating up and then after a while just burning out right so absolutely I imagine that's also part of your practice as well as cool okay I can go around being radiant 24 7 but there's a few other things that need to support that that's exactly it and it you know, it's like we said, we, we live on a polarity planet. So of course you're going to have, you know, the, the moments when you feel, well, people, I will say people with a strong radiant body placement, they, those, those people do tend to be the ones who will sort of teeter totter back and forth between like, I'm awesome. I'm great. I'm everything. Like I'm radiant. I'm feeling it. And then like rebound back into the, uh, I'm totally a piece of shit and I'll never get anything done. And why do I even try that? That usually people with a strong 10 in their numerology will, will, will feel that way. But truthfully, you know, we're, we're human beings. We can't expect to be totally radiant all the time. What, what we can cultivate going back to sort of what we were talking before, but what we can't cultivate is finding a radiance and an approach to our life that includes the times when we don't feel like getting out of bed. That, that your, your radiance and your, um, your stature and your regalness includes the times when you're feeling down on, on yourself and when you, when you just can't quite, you know, get yourself out the door that, 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 that's, part of it right Mm -hmm. and we can we can we can fight with it or we can own it and when you own it that's a strong radiant body Mm, okay cool I like that I like that dimension to it that's important that's important to know I can be a bit of a hard ass sometimes and be like oh totally you're lying in bed you're not going to get anything that you want (laughs) but I realize some people that's not it's not easy so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> you probably have a strong 10. Do you have any 10s? <laughs> Are we talking tantric numerology? Are we yes. talking? Okay, cool. I, I need to go do yeah. that because I, I have looked it up before, but I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah maybe anyone, a 10. And if anyone listening is interested in getting a yeah. numerology reading they do free ones on 3ho.org yes. um and you just type in your birthday and um you know if anybody is interested in that i highly recommend it it's it's really nice to have that kind of information about yourself similarly to like an astrology reading if you connect with that just to have some some sense of your your operating 
procedure, right? Like what's, what's the hardware <laughs> How, then? And then, you know, okay, well, I know what, what I'm trying to upgrade. Mm, mm, mm. And, and also the, like you said, the shadow side of, of that as totally. well, or, or the, where it can, can, yeah. So you can tune in and know, okay, I'm just, I'm kind of sitting the other side of what, what I normally would be. And that's okay. That's just the, mm-hmm. there's always that polarity playing out. Cool. Okay. Love this. Love this. This conversation has been really fun as people listening back to this can probably tell that joy is partly entertaining me and my (laughs) passions outside of coaching, but you've also given me a great education on, on manifestation and some really cool things for the people to think about as well. So I would love to just finish off with you telling us a little bit about A, how we can get on board with the manifestation workout and B, maybe you can allude a little bit to what's coming because it's really exciting and really cool and very much along the lines of what we were just talking about at the end here. So yes, let us know all the things. Yes. So uh, you can find me on Instagram at live joyfully l-i-v-e-j-o-i-e-f-u-l-l-e-e and you can find the manifestation workout on my website which is just joyfully j-o-i-e-f-u-l-l-e-e.com we do actually enrollment is open right now through the end of the month we do enrollments uh with every coming new moon, because we do do a deep dive into your own personal goals so that we can create and craft a mantra that will sort of be your vibrational, like it'll carry you through the workouts. We work deeply with our own sound current as a means to change your subconscious thought forms that are sort of holding you back. So that's why I only open enrollment for a a specific amount of time so that everybody can be on board with with getting that crafted before we go into the actual function. Um, And then, yeah, I'm really excited about what is going to be launching uh, early next month. Uh, It'll, I will, I'll say this, it will be a great way for people to get a more personalized uh, approach to this work, uh, understanding uh, your energy and how you move through space as a means for co-creation. But you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait and see. (laughs) I'm very, very excited to see this. Thank you so much, Joy. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so glad that we got to do this. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on and uh, keep, keep up, keep going. You're doing such great work. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Okay. I'm interrupting this amazing conversation for a few hot minutes because I've got something on my mind. It's been playing on my mind for a little while that I need to share with you. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is that you're probably listening to this because you love the conversations. There's lots of interesting guests that I get to bring on the show, which is great. And hopefully you get some insights that 
support you in your business journey. But I also imagine that you're probably in that phase of your business where you're also not going fully all in. You know, you're listening to the podcast, you're doing the courses, you're taking bits from here and there and things that you hear friends tell you that you should do. But you're still at that point where you're thinking, how is this really going to grow? How am I going to get to those goals that I really want to hit this year? This is a great year to go all in in your business. This is a great year to get off the fence and start to work on some of those areas of your business that are going to create a really clear mission for you and when you have a clear mission you have the clarity to set goals in line with that mission and then you know everything else that you need to refine whether it be your messaging whether it be starting an email list whether it be putting on events whatever it is that you are going to need you know the answers you know where you're going But the thing is, is that a lot of us, particularly myself, we don't like to reach out for help. We would rather Google our way through the problem. We would try and scroll Instagram hoping that someone might have the solution. Or like I said, we end up on podcasts and books and and we're like kind of getting close to the answer, but... All of this is not really moving us forward and I've been there and we can be really reluctant to bring in support. So if this is feeling like you, if you're someone that is at this point where you want to go all in but you know that there's some gaps and you're ready to actually reach out and get the support you need, then I would love for you to check out Creator Club. Creator Club is a business coaching membership that I run with my very talented husband. He is also a business coach and we work with coaches and creatives specifically because we have both come from those backgrounds and we love those styles of service-based businesses and what we help you do is we help you get a plan in place we help you get clarity around what your next steps are going to be and where the gaps are we help you refine your messaging if that's where the work is we ensure that your client onboarding is really dialed and that you are showing up as the leader that you need to be if that looks like bringing on help in order to do that like a VA or if it looks like hiring team members but you're not sure how to go about that then we are here to help guide you in that process. So if you'd like to find out more about Creator Club I invite you to click the link in the show notes or Pause this and head to createaclub.link. All one word, createaclub.link. And you can find out more about how we can support you in your small business. It is an incredible community of other coaches and creatives who 
are in the same position as you. They know what it's like to not have a crap load of support when you are building your small business and they will help you to become a stronger business owner so that you can hit those goals in 2022 so that you can go all in and fall in love with your business. 